Good morning on this Thursday morning, and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought, and for the Imagination. We're going to pick up in the book of Hebrews, where we left off. We've been talking about entering into God's rest through faith, or through believing, mixing the Word of God along along with faith, when we hear it, acting upon it, affirming it in our lives, and then receiving what God has promised, and then just watching it come to pass. It says in Hebrews, in chapter 4, verse 9, There remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. And there does. The people of Israel wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. And in those 40 years that they wandered around the wilderness, uh... A good majority of them died because of unbelief. They died because of disobedience. They died because of rebellion. They died because of murmuring and complaining. As you can see, none of these things are helpful to faith. On the contrary, they're obstacles. They come against it. Now, to understand, Jesus rarely ever had an obstacle in his life that he could not overcome. But when he went to Nazareth, you know, they said uh, uh, a prophet has no no country, has no place of his own. And basically, when he went to that city, the Bible says he could only heal a few feeble people. And he was amazed at their unbelief. So we can see that God is faithful to make faith. Do what faith is supposed to do. Bring it to pass. But when unbelief and an unbelieving spirit is in a person's life, then basically it's a blockade. It doesn't mean that God can't. It simply means that God won't because of unbelief. God can basically do anything. He's God. But He will not go against His very own word. And the word basically says it is impossible to please God without faith. So we must have faith. And we must not only have faith, but we must believe that God is. And that means basically that God is everything he says in his word that he is. He's great. He's awesome. He's powerful. He's the only one that exists. There are no other gods before him. He's a miracle worker. He's Jehovah Jireh provider. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He's all these things. And then also believe that he will reward us if we diligently come and seek him. Well, it is in that portion of scripture, diligently seek him, that we want to actually talk about. It says in verse number 10, For he that is entered into his rest. In other words, we that enter into believing that he is, believing and having faith, and believing that God is going to bring it to pass, believing that we can receive what he has said from his promises right there and then, because faith is always in the now. Now faith is then we enter into his rest. And we are to continue in that rest. We are to continue. And basically it says he also has ceased from his own works. 
So two things that we're looking at here. That person that believes, that person that has faith, that person that relies and trusts his confidence in Christ, that person that understands that the substance that is upholding his life together and everything else is the substance of faith. And that substance will bring into, into in the future, or it could be within seconds of that very present now, the things that are desired, the things that one has believed that he has received. So there are many things that we have to understand that faith is of the heart, hope is of the mind. We have to understand that hope is something that gives at least the mind the tranquil peace, the serenity, the satisfaction of knowing that faith is undergirding it, it's supporting it, it's lifting it up. And it will ultimately fulfill whatever the substance is needed to make hope come to pass. But faith, faith in God, faith in His Word, does not mean that you have faith one day and then you go without faith for several years. Now you need faith again for something else. No, it is a continual working. We rely and rest in Him. We trust in Him. Just like the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he leads me beside the still waters. He takes me to where the green pastures are. There I can lay down and I can rest. He's the one that's doing all the work. He's the one that's bringing those. I'm just following him. I'm hearing his voice, listening to his voice, obeying his voice, doing what his voice commands. And in doing so, I cease from the struggle. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go and climb that mountain and see if there's any grass or any food that I can eat there. The sheep doesn't normally think like that. But when it does go astray, is because it has ceased from resting on what the good shepherd has provided and has decided to go on its own and believing that the grass is greener on the other side, normally will get themselves into trouble, either stuck somewhere, fall off something, or get torn apart by a wild beast or animal out there. Well, that's no different than the believer today, in that when we cease, when we cease from entering into his rest, then that means we're still continuing doing the effort in our own strength. Strength. God's word has enough strength to vivify. That means revitalize your physical body so that you don't throw in the towel. It has enough power in it that it can support and hold your mind when it seems like there's no way out and you're just going to lose it. The word of God is like speaking to the sea that is raging in a torment like a hurricane and the still peace of God just coming in to make it still. And of course, we've talked about that in the Psalms where the raging islands and, and, and the roaring waves are, are causing the islands and the earthquakes all to disappear out of sight. Yet, the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. So from here we see, for he that is entered into his rest, 
he has ceased from his own works as God did from his. In verse number uh, 11 of chapter 4 of the book of Hebrews, it says, let us labor. And the word there, labor, that is used, means make effort. Make effort. Be prompt or earnest. Uh, Give diligence or be diligent. And of course, that goes back to what we had said in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 6, that without faith it's impossible to please God. It's impossible. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, 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 diligently seek him. So be diligent, endeavor, labor, study, make the effort, therefore, to enter into that rest. Notice, it's already been provided for us. It was provided from the very beginning of the world. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. In this chapter, three times it has already mentioned unbelief. And it mentions it once again in opposition to being able to enter. They did not enter. They fell because of unbelief. They refused to believe. And seeing is not believing. They saw the glory cloud of God lead them. In the nighttime as a pillar of fire, they saw that cloud of glory over them, cover them in the heat of the desert for 40 years. They saw the manna nonstop for 40 years fall from heaven, except on Saturdays. Nonstop for 40 years. Their clothes did not wear out. Their clothes continued to just simply grow as they grew. And stay in one complete peace instead of being torn apart by the heat, by the sun, by the sand, by the weather, uh, and by the fact that they were uh, constantly using it to walk around. Yet God provided even quails for them. He opened the Red Sea for them. He drowned the Egyptians, their enemies that were behind them in the Red Sea. God did all these things, and they saw all these things. And in spite of what they saw, they still perished. They still had unbelief. They still refused to obey. They still continued rebelling and murmuring against God. Why? Because seeing is not believing. Believing comes first, then the scene. But many want to see first and then say, then I'll believe. Faith does not work that way. You have to believe first and then you will see. Jesus told even when uh, uh, Lazarus had died, when it comes to Mary and Martha, he told them, did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? He didn't tell them you're going to see the glory of God and you're going to believe. But he told them you're going to, if, did not I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. 
And yet that is the issue that Jesus continually ran into with the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees and the elders and the leaders of Israel, that they constantly ask him, show us a sign so we can believe. Show us a sign so we can believe. Give us something that we can see so that we can believe. But God wants us to take him at his word. He wants us to believe his word. He wants us to believe his word. How do I know that? Because verse number 12 brings it out so plainly. For the word of God is quick. That means it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the sunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So whatever the thoughts are and the intents of the heart, the Word of God knows. And right there, engrafted into the very heart of man, the Word of God with the faith of God that is contained in it is put there. And at the right time, at the right moment, God knows how these things work. When the person has believed, he speaks it forth, he acts upon it, and then the things come to pass. They manifest themselves. Whether it's a few days, a few hours, a few minutes, or a few seconds from the moment that they believed, but they manifest themselves. But they first had to believe that they received those things. And that's exactly some of the stories that we've read demonstrate. For she said, if I but may just touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be made whole. And she pressed through the, uh, the, the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. Because that was exactly what her heart believed. Why did her heart believe that? Because she had heard of Jesus. And what she heard of Jesus brought faith into her heart. The very word of God contains the faith of God in it. It is creative power. It is substance from heaven that created the very heavens and the earth here. That very same substance can create the very thing that we need in our lives. Well, consider this food for thought today. And for the imagination, keep looking up. Jesus is coming. All you got to do is look at the signs. Look at the signs that we're getting closer and closer as things are developing so that Jesus is coming for his bride. Be ready for that. Don't miss out on the hope, the blessed hope that has been set before us. Until then, the Lord richly bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.